when you stand up and get ready to take a blow, you have the confidence that you can accept the blow. As a point of interest, none of my men wear protection in the groin. None. After all, you wouldn't want your attacker to get injured. That hurt my foot. two two good chances uh, in the first half and we had some some other uh, situations uh, running in behind that so, um congratulate uh, Seattle Sanders to uh, on winning this uh, this uh, round uh the first the best of three and uh, and I think uh, it was a, a really good battle between both teams uh, throughout this uh, these three games and uh, and uh, they just uh, we got a little bit shorter than them and and uh, congratulate them for because uh, I think they did a good job and uh, they were able to beat us and uh, we're disappointed but yes uh, uh, to to say that too. There we go. Welcome to Afterburn Soccer. Despite a couple of hiccups, we had some uh, streaming issues there early on, but um, we're good to go now. But you just heard from FC Dallas head coach Nico Estevez congratulating the Seattle Sounders for winning the series and advancing in the MLS Cup playoffs. And the sad news for FC Dallas fans is our season has come to an end. I'm Nathan Hill uh, from Afterburn Soccer. You can follow me at Nathan J. Hill on, on Twitter. And with me is Jose at El Chico Carmona. We may have a couple other voices joining us, but we'll see how that goes. But let, let's just get right into it. Seattle beats FC Dallas 1-0 in Seattle. And there's a lot to that story that on the face of it, a 1-0 loss is, is better than the 2-0 loss in the first leg of the, mat, of, the of the series. But... That even that one nothing loss doesn't tell the whole story, right, Jose? Yeah, it doesn't. This it was a painful watch, that's for sure. Uh, I would say this match was far more painful than the two zero loss, you know, and not just because it was an, an eliminator match. It's because of the way that the the match played out. Uh, FC Dallas just was toothless, and. You know, that's not what we wanted to see with, with the team fighting for its playoff life. That's not how we wanted this season to end. That's right. We It's not how we wanted the season to end. I mean, it, that's why this is – I've seen a variety of reactions from FC Dallas fans. Disappointment for sure. I mean, and especially against Seattle, which has almost become – just the place where FC Dallas dreams go to die, uh, you know, to go yes. those away games. They're just tough. It's just so hard. 
Um, and, and but credit, I mean credit, of course, to the Sounders for being a veteran team, well coached with the game plan, and, and a willingness just to get that one goal and then clamp down and and suck the life out of you. But FC Dallas was also missing Alan Velasco and Jesus Ferreira. They're two best players, I think, easily said. Um, and so, yeah. What do you expect the team to do? To pull out a miracle? Soccer doesn't always work that way. I mean, it would have been amazing if they had found an, a, a miracle goal, but they didn't. It's a lot to put on the shoulders of Bernard Camungo, uh, even Hyder Obreon. You know, they probably should have had a goal. But then when you look at the statistics, um, and and this is, uh, let, me, let me shrink this, see if I can shrink this down a little bit. This is after the whole match, but you know, one shot and one shot on goal for the entire 90 plus minutes. And at halftime, it was zero shots. It's hard to look at those statistics and say that a miracle was even worth, worth it, you know, that, that it was even a possibility when if you don't shoot, you're not going to score. Right. So yeah. Yeah. We're, I mean, yeah. If you don't shoot, you're not going to score. But at the same time, it's, you know, I know some fans are very disappointed with the way Dallas played and, and, and how toothless they were and whatnot. But Seattle had a lot to do with that. Seattle does this to everybody in the playoffs. And, and they've done it. I mean, they, they, they won MLS Cup without shooting, you know, a single shot attempt. So this is a team that, will get their goals however they can and then will be more than happy to just clamp it down because at the end of the day for them it's just get the w it, it, it it's all that matters it's not how they got it it's that they got it and and yeah you, you listen to their fans you you think they 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 basically you know scored four or five goals on us you know they, the way they're celebrating, but in all honesty, it's it's typical Seattle win. It's score one, kill the game, and 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 Dallas was more than happy to play along with that, which which is like I said, is what's upsetting to a lot of FCD fans to see this team that has at times been boring, be boring when they could afford not to be. We also can point out the absence of, of Marco Farfan. We can wonder if Giovanni Jesus had been healthy, how he would have helped. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, you know this it's the point of the season where every team is dealing with an injury of some kind or another. So it, it's not a great excuse to say, hey, we missed Jesus and Allen. You gotta find a way. You gotta find a game plan that will create some opportunity for your team. And it was it was like until the 80th minute that FC Dallas had their first corner. I mean, it just was not the performance this team wanted. Uh, but with that said, you know you held Seattle also at home to one goal. That the defense was did enough in moments. There was some quality there. You had some good work rate rate from the from the midfield, um, so there were some positives. I mean, is that something? Are there positives, Jose? 
uh, the only positives that I can think of is that we got a glimpse of which players need to be gone, you know, and, and during the offseason. That's honestly the only positive that came out of this. Uh, sure, we were only losing a couple of players, but <laughs> if you if you did a, a a ranking of the most irreplaceable players on the roster, one and two were gone. Mm. Let's face it, there are essentially three players on this roster that can break teams down, that can cause havoc, that can score. And two of those guys were gone. One of them compliment of Seattle themselves, and the other one compliments of the U, um, the U.S., you know, men's national team, which every time we, uh, uh, we get a player sent over there, they come back worse off. And 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 Jesus just, you know, his biggest critics like to like to uh, point out that he disappears in the biggest games, and this was actually Dallas' biggest game, and he actually did physically disappear because he wasn't there, and 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 I I know I'm sure that he wanted to be there, but at the end of the day, it's, I, I I it has to be bad enough of an injury that, I mean, this is it. This is the one game you can't miss. So how badly hurt is he that the coach says, you know what? He may be replaceable, but we can't afford to get him hurt. So any more than he already is. So that's the biggest question I got coming out of this is just how badly injured is Jesus that he basically missed the biggest game of the season. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it must have been a tough one where there was just no even a 10-minute sub off the bench, right? It was yeah. – so um, that – which, which you know, I, I I think maybe the big picture too is like, hey, are, are the odds are stacked against us? Do we risk Jesus in this match or, um, yeah, do we do we look – It's a sign that this is how – that the team was just happy to be this far. Let's face it, at the end of the day, if you judge, if you rate uh, Nico, he's essentially accomplished everything that he was asked to accomplish this season. You know, and those accomplishments accomplishments were get the team to the playoffs. Mm. But also the other accomplishment was get that messy game in Dallas, which he did both things. And and while the fans are, uh, we're left to you know, question this and question that. At the end of the day, I think Estevez did exactly what was expected of him this season from from the from the owners. And that's that's more of indictment on the owners than than Nico. You know, so that's frustrating. Well, you said all right. The positive out of this match was that we saw who should not be around with FC Dallas come twenty twenty four. So let's let's get into that. I mean, what? Uh, who would be expendable? And of course, I mean, an easy name is Jesus Jimenez, who just. <laughs> He's number one with a bullet. Uh, you know, we can criticize, everybody has, and, and rightfully so, criticize Sonoda. But let's face it, they they took a gamble on a guy that had been productive and, 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 and fell in their laps. And FC Dallas has a history of doing that, of jumping, taking chances on players that can get dirt cheap uh, that fall into their laps. 
and Jimenez fell into their laps. It looked on paper, it looked like an excellent deal for this team. It was a position of need. But at the, but here's the thing is, he just didn't fit what FC Dallas was trying to do. He was completely a fish out of water in, in the formations. Pretty non-existent. I mean, it, you never saw a guy that looked... I mean, when 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 the fans are, uh, you know, wishing back to the golden days of having, uh, uh, Jesus Christ, I, I just had his name on tip, Coleman. Franco? No, Coleman. No, Coleman. Okay. Yeah, even Coleman. <laughs> I mean, when Coleman is the guy that people say, well, you know, we miss that, you know, that should tell you just how bad he missed was because for for everything I can think of badly that Coleman did, mm. that guy was a beast mm. in the air. And would win every header that went his way. He he was snake in scoring, but he had dis, at least did stuff outside of scoring. Jimenez doesn't do anything. I can't think of a single thing that he did other than get us upset that he was even on the roster. <laughs> I, well, I think we can give some credit to Zenoda. I mean, like I'm not. I, I think. Iaramendi um, is a nice uh, addition to That's this right. roster. That's um, an amazing I, addition. Is I mean, yeah, he wasn't a world beater. He was certainly, but I think that's also true. Yeah, he he has spent time with Barcelona, whatever, good number of years. But even for them, was never more than a squad piece. I think uh, so. Quality guy, uh, quality player that that earned confidence quite quickly. I think Zenoda's been okay. I mean, I, Velasco was a big get for this club, but um, I, he's been he's been up and down. I mean, he's been, you know, he's some of his gambles haven't paid off, you know. But it, it's it's not you can't really fault him for the fact that this team was lost so many people to injury this year. I mean, what, I would like a stat on how many minutes were missed due to injury. And I guarantee you it's a staggering amount across the board, you know, and, 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 you know, it, like I said, you, like you said, Farfan was out, Jesus was out, Velasco was out. That that's, that's nothing to cough at and, 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 and say, Oh, it's not a big deal. It's a massive deal. Those are three starters, not three rotation pieces, not three guys coming off the bench. Those are three lockdown starters, all missing in a crucial match, and 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 just it, it's kind of the way the season went, really, you know. Right, right, yeah. So yeah, so that's why it, it's okay for FC Dallas fans to feel a little bit of a mix of like that that this happens to professional teams. You have some guys go down, key players, and it's just it, it's tough to expect. Again, a Bernie Camungo, who's been a wonderful story and such a spark for this team. But he is young and he is still has so much to learn at this level. So how can you, you can't put a, a an away win in Seattle on him alone. Now, next season, let's see how he develops. But I do think this, so Jesus Jimenez, we mentioned, like, as much as Siki and Sabaleng has been a nice story as well for this team and a decent presence, his his injuries and his issues this year, I think, 
you know, I leave that question mark too of does he have a long term spot on this roster? Um, I don't know, you know, I, and, and and I think too, Paul Ariola and Sebastian Letjet were wonderful additions um, for the time they've come in. The question will be when the door and the possibility is to get value from them. They're certainly great roster pieces and they're veterans, good in good guys to have in the locker room. But you also kind of hoped that that down the stretch they could have provided a bit more uh, overall, right? You know, and again, two guys that that have not been 100% all season. You know, they haven't. There's been a drop off from last season for both of them, uh, and it makes you question. You know, are they going to rebound next season, or is this it? Is this how they're going to play next season? So it's going to come down to the coaching staff to make that decision. Say, hey, do we move on from these guys, or is it just the injuries? Can they come back, recapture the form of their first season here? It's tough. You know, it's it's a tough, going to be a tough off season. Uh, SC Dallas has to be willing to move players that they decide to move on from. Uh, Martinez is clearly a player that they're going to move on from. We all were hoping Jimenez, Jimenez they can move on, they move on from, but we don't know that for certain. Uh, and and you know Ariola, I mean, there's quite a couple of decent large pieces that that will have to figure out how to how to move on from, or they'll just simply weigh you down next season. You know, that's that's. It's going to be an interesting offseason. We we need to see movement as the bottom line. They need to figure out a way to move some pieces. Sure. And on the positive side of things, you you had a strong defense this mm-hmm. season despite lots of injuries. So th- there's something there to build upon. There's something there that you de- you definitely want to want to carry over into. And I think Sebastian Ibiaga, well, I think a step down from Matt Hedges. Um, well, of course, not according to the stats of I'm, Hedges' participation I'm, this season. But I'm going to go out and I'm going to defend Ibiaga right now in front of everybody and let you know that he was never meant to be Hedges' replacement. Hedges' replacement was already on the roster, and that's Tafari. Tafari was Hedges' replacement. Ibiaga was here to replace Martinez, which he did. And uh, I might add, I believe he's an upgrade on Martinez. And and I think that's what people are misconstruing is oh he you know he came in to replace Hedges he did not come in to replace Hedges Hedges replacements already on sure. the roster and so Tafari is Hedges replacement Iveaga is Martinez's replacement the problem is that Martinez was injured and there's really nobody behind those two guys nobody. Uh, behind, I mean, really, Martinez has fallen off, and I'm not even sure if he's even, you know, he could have played if he wanted to, uh, a full match. So there you go. Back to hey, we need to find a third center back. We need to find out what they're going to do with Nolan Norris. Yeah. They need to figure out if he's going to be a center back, if he's going to be a left back, it's going to be a, a defensive midfielder. They need to figure it out, and because right now. There's a huge hole behind Ibiaga and Tafari, who, you know, I like to see what they do uh, a full season together next season 
where don't forget that they rotate it with Martinez, and that has to hurt chemistry. I don't care how anybody says this, is if they would have played 30 matches together side by side all season, I think you would have seen a, a more stout defense. So I'm looking forward to that. But they're going to need somebody to come in and be that third center back. Well, and and yes, Tafari was the best target striker, and he showed that again yes, against Seattle. I, late, he was one of the better options in the air as opposed to a five foot six Hyder Obreon. <laughs> but hey, but it just that's... highlights highlights how amazing <laughs> it is that this team has yet to find a, a six foot tall or or, or taller striker at the yeah. center of the attack would just do wonders for this team. So, so you know, so we're going to have those conversations to come about who should stay and who should go. There'll be opportunities for this team to move a player to. It's going to be interesting to see, you know, who, what space they have and, and what areas they can target to improve the roster. But I think, too, here's the question. We may have already answered it, Jose, but, like, what about the coaching side of things? Should we have seen more from Nico in this match? Or were his options just simply limited? Tactically. Tactically. So, tactically. Was, okay. Like I said, he was limited. He, he was basically, like I said, the, the, the two of your three biggest playmakers out. And, and you're counting on Obreon and, and Kamungo to you know, who are usually complementary pieces. You know, they're, they're players that have big moments because they're not the main focus of the attack. They're not the primary or the secondary focus of the attack. So other teams aren't normally going to key on them. They're going to key on Jesus. They're going to key on Velasco. They, they're probably going to key on Ilara or, or, or someone else. But Usually not Kamungo, usually not Obreon. And and uh, Seattle, it was easy for them. It was like, hey, they only really have two guys that can that can create havoc right now. Uh, maybe three. But it's easier when you have less weapons out there. It's easier for a defense to basically just close them out. And that's what Seattle did. You know, all the injuries just basically made Seattle's life easy. All they had to do was score a goal and then coast to the finish. And they, they, Seattle is a team that's more than happy to do that. Mm-hmm. With that said, I mean, I, I think um, the clip I did, I, I thought about pulling up, but it's just a short clip uh, that, that Nico talks about how awful the turf was in Seattle. And how it slowed down the game, it slowed down the ball. And if you're not used to it, you're obviously going to be at a disadvantage when trying to play one-twos and quick movements and, and get guys into space. And, and so and I think that was his way of saying, hey, there was a reason why we were struggling in the first half to sort of create real attacking opportunities. And guys missed passes and passes weren't, weren't weighted correctly. Whereas Seattle, Seattle is used to playing on that. They, they know how to get the ball where it's going to go. So for me, if I'm a coach and I noticed that in the first 10 minutes, I'm, I'm going to switch it up, right? I'm going to say, hey, um, 
let's do something else then. Let's not try to play one twos. Now, maybe it's too late to do that. Maybe, but I, I think you, 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 these are professional players. You've got to figure out a different strategy if if the way you play just is not going to work. In, in the playoffs, you're going to ride the horse that got you here, man. That's, you know, Dallas wasn't going to change their, they might've had a plan B, but honestly, I guarantee you once, once uh, Jesus was out, that, you know, they were in plan B, <laughs> you know? You know? <laughs> so yeah, it, it's not much you could do. I mean, the, the, the team was toothless and, and I, I, dare any FC Dallas fan to come out here and say that they they thought we had a chance once his who's was basically announced that he that he was out I mean that we were all knew that we were watching the last game of the season for us once you know no his who's no Velasco it was like okay I hope they pull something but it was just that it was all of us just doing wishful thinking hoping that somebody would step up and nobody did I hear you. I mean, I, I hear you, and I think Todd makes a good point too here that that shouldn't have been a surprise. The the turf issue, um, with uh, yeah, with the turf issue because just they've seen it before. They should have had a thought, but yeah, I mean, and I hear you too. Part of it is like, hey, let's let's move forward with what we know, with what we got. And and do our best because that's what we know. And at, at this point, it's a little bit late. But you know, I think. And on on I guess on Nico Nico's defense, this is where I was thinking too was like, hey, you're only down one nothing at halftime. Most of the time in any away match, you'd probably take that, and because it it means hey you have you can make adjustments at halftime you could find a t an equalizing goal you're still in the match but uh, those statistics those halftime and even the full time when you didn't you have a shot on goal like at halftime like I, I should have put some thought into Nico's head that we need to try something else here Here's the thing, though, is is we didn't really see any desperation from this team until like the last five minutes or so. Honestly, where was that desperation? That desperation should have been there as soon as the second half, as early as the beginning of the second half. That's what we wanted to see. We wanted to see a team that, that says, the hell with it. Our season's on the line. Let's go out there and scrape and scrap. And and they didn't really do that until like the last five minutes. And, and the last five minutes was the most alive FC Dallas looked. And even then we were like, well, you know, they're 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 now they're they're trying stuff. But where was this? The the previous you know 90 minutes, mm -hmm. you know. So so I kind of wish that they would have just thrown caution to the wind. And, and played with desperation, but that's just not Nico's style. Nico is probably happy to say, hey, you know, we're, we're down 1-0. If something happens, you know, we're going to keep it closed, and then we're going to go for it in the last 20 minutes, something along those lines. And and in the playoffs, you can't wait. You can't wait. You, you have to you have to create your own uh, luck, and, and Dallas didn't really try to do that. Yeah, there'll be there'll be a lot for us to get into as far as yeah, what would Poppy do? I love it. Um, and 
yeah, it, it's a it's a tricky thing, and your roster is what it is at that moment. You wish you could have turned to Jesus Ferreira off the bench. Um, you had to bring Bernie Camungo. You started him. He could have been interesting to bring off the bench to push for something. Um, but you know, you you had your limitations with this roster, and you, you did. But you know, and and again, everyone everyone in hindsight twenty twenty, everybody's just frustrated with Jimenez, but let's face it, they brought Jimenez because there was absolutely nobody behind Jesus. It was Mulatto. Mulatto was the guy behind, and, and Mulatto was struggling for the first half of the season horribly. You know, he had to go back to North Texas just to get back to where he was at the end of last season. But with the senior team, he was completely out of his element. There was zero, there was absolutely nobody behind uh, Jesus, and they needed somebody. And so they took a shot at Jimenez, and, and, and it didn't work. You know, and, and to see them bring in Jimenez at the end is like, we all were like, oh, my God, this guy, this guy is not going to score a goal. That's not, that's your big answer to, to Seattle is Jimenez off the bench. I he had a nice little header, kind of into a dangerous spot. You know, lay, you know, there were a couple of moments of where FC Dallas, you thought, hey, is there a little glimmer? But, man, where did you see that? You know. <laughs> just like I said, he's just – I think in Dallas we've seen that players that don't fit what FC Dallas is trying to do just struggle mightily, and we've seen it every season. Every season we've seen at least one player – that just doesn't fit what FC Dallas is trying to do, um, and 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 Jimenez was that guy this year. Jimenez just looks like a fish out of water on this team, and and I'm not necessarily sure it's him or anything he does. He could very well go to another MLS team tomorrow and you know start scoring goals like a madman, but he's not going to do it as he does. Well, good. Well, hey, look, let's leave it there for tonight, this conversation. Um, we're going to have more time ahead to kind of pick over the roster and think about whose contract's coming up and, and who's going to be around. We're going to have an opportunity to do that. But I, I think this is good enough tonight for us to sort of commiserate to acknowledge the disappointment of the season and the reality of that end of the season of where FC Dallas was. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I I feel bad for my fellow fans, but let's face it, this is not the worst ending to an FC Dallas season by far. Sure. It's not. And if, and if you've hung to this team this long, you're going to keep going at it because that's this is what we know. It's, you know, it, they'll turn around hopefully soon. But if not, this is, like I said, this is not the worst thing to a season I can think of. And, and uh, you can at least say that the injuries at the end very well, while they may not have been the reason that they lost, at least they, you have to say it didn't help at all. Yeah, definitely. Well, good, Todd, we appreciate your comments. Uh, we appreciate Thanks, everybody watching and, and joining in. And of course, you can like and subscribe and follow us on the podcast of your choice to get the audio-only ver version of this conversation. And yeah, we'll have some more episodes coming up as we just begin to think about off season. We begin to think about what lies ahead for FC Dallas and 
what they can do this winter to improve the squad. But for now, we'll we'll leave it we'll leave it here. Thank you, Jose, for your time this Thanks. evening. Thanks, and on to, on to 2024, right? On to a new year. All right. Good night, everybody. Good night.